Hello, 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 everyone, and welcome back to Nah, absolutely not. Um, I'm Tamora, and my co-host Sharon is here, silently looking off camera, looking as adorable as always. Whatever, Sharon. <laughs> we don't care. <laughs> we have been doing. Oh uh, <laughs> well, thank you. Love you too. We have been <laughs> celebrating Black History Month with movies that we have picked out where the lead protagonist is black or seemingly black <laughs> to us and movies that we feel like should make your roster of movies to watch for black history month i'm black y'all i'm black y'all i'm black and black but black black y'all no, yes Sharon, i think everyone knows that because they saw our video from season one oh. <laughs> okay I just felt like it was appropriate to say that. It's okay. always appropriate. Um, well, if you're black, don't you mean if you're not black, don't say it. I mean, say it, but hopefully in a safe space. In a safe space, protected. Okay. All right. So welcome back, everybody. Um, so as you know, with the Not Absolutely Not podcast, um, there will always be some spoiler alerts or some spoilers. So just know if you do not want to know about more about the film or you don't want to get the plot or hear the whole story, please sign up, you know, come back after you've already watched it. And then as we discuss the film um, or, and you go back and listen, you'll be able to see if you agree with me or tomorrow, because we have determined that we are the epitome. Sometimes. <laughs> of fiscal and Ebert. Yeah. Some, <laughs> sometimes we have differing viewpoints. Um, if you didn't watch our last series where we talked about Nanny from 2022, you'll kind of understand what we're talking about. Um, but I'm hoping we don't have a lot of dispute over Night of the Living Dead. From I don't think we will because I love this movie. Okay. It's one of my favorite movies. Yes. It yeah. is my favorite movie for all the wrong reasons. Um, <laughs> I am a big zombie movie lover. I am a lover of all things zombie. I know Neil said that zombies can exist um, in his mind, but he can't predict the future. He don't know. And I have also determined that there are two types of zombies. There are chemical zombies and there are magical zombies and you have to kill them differently. If you want to know more, subscribe or shoot me a note because I've got a whole plan about it. Now, Night of the Living Dead, 1968. Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. I think you need to introduce Calvin because clearly you've got a zombie in your well, face. Well, yes, I do. And if you ever see a video of me, hopefully you get to see that Calvin has been with me for quite a few years. He is my zombie mannequin. I bought him one Halloween. I set him up at work and everyone was terrified and told me to get him out of the office. Um, instead I put a baseball hat on him. I named him Calvin and now he goes wherever I go. And now is he the most consistent man in your life? <laughs> well, my dog was the most consistent man in my life. <laughs> and now Calvin just goes wherever I want him to do. It's not an ideal scenario. That's not the kind of man I really want, but you know, I can make him hang we out on Calvin. the stairs or on the couch. I can dress him up in scarves. It's kind of like a whole thing. He doesn't complain. It's good. It's a good work. It's working out well for me. 
Okay, let's get into Night of the Living Dead. 1968, black and white. First of all, I still like black and white movies from time to time. Um, I do like the genre genre of um, old school black and white movies where everyone was getting smacked. Um, This movie is no exception. There, there was a lot of smacking back in the days. Oh, like, just it just just really nilly. It's like I didn't know that was a thing you can do and just walk away and have dinner later. But okay, um, so like like it was nothing. Like like nobody's mad that you just got your face slapped. Like yeah, calm you down. You're hysterical. It? How dare you? Like oh really? You just get smack and walk away <laughs> confidently with your back. I'd be mad for like a, I'd be mad for at least like two three years. <laughs> At least. <laughs> or at least bring it up on a side conversation. Like, hey, you want me to pay for this? Yeah, because you smack me. Like, I would bring it up a lot. I would just bring it up. So I, my suggestion is if you're dealing with me, never slap me because I will be like. Gerard, you're like the least slappable person I know. <laughs> like, if somebody slapped you, I'd be mad. Like, it'd be a fight. Like, I don't know what she said, but it could not be bad at all. Couldn't have been that bad. Like, never <laughs> in my life. All right, so George A. Romero, he um, was starting out, I think, back in the day. He had done a few zombie movies before this one, Um, so you go back and research that. But this was the one that went to film and was a big draw. Um, It stars, I say it stars Ben, who's played by Dwayne Jones, as the lead. So the movie kind of opens on Barbara. And her brother, um, Johnny, who are in the graveyard and they've traveled for some distance, I think a few hours to get to this gravesite because every year they have to leave flowers for somebody's grave. I can't remember who it was, but while they're in there, um, Johnny, as brothers do, starts like fucking around with his sisters like, ooh, you're going to get caught. Somebody's going to get you. Are you still scared? They're going to get you, Barbara. And so in the distance, they see this man kind of like walking around. He's got on like a suit and tie and jacket and kind of like, okay, maybe not odd for the 60s. You go to the gravesite, you put on your whole three piece, whatever you're going to wear. But it keeps coming towards them. And Johnny's like making fun, like, ooh, we're coming to get you, Barbara. And they were coming to get her. He was right. They were. Facts. Um, Johnny dies because he was dicking around. And Johnny he, dies because he's a dick. He gets caught up by the zombies. Barbara gets away, doesn't have the keys to the car. She's in the car, just trying to get the car to start. The zombies at the door. First of all, I don't know if you peeped this, but first the zombie is lurching and then the zombie is trying to get in the door of the car and the zombie has the thought to be like, I feel like I could break this window if I pick up a rock. And I was like, that zombie ain't thinking that. No zombie is that logical to be like, let me pick up a rock and try and break the window to get in. And I'm just like, okay, so either they're super smart or they're not that smart because later on they're not that bright. But then they kind of are because like, it's weird. Like they, like George A. Romero is, I would say probably the uh, father of modern horror. Mm-hmm. Like he's the, the the father, king of modern, modern horror. Everything that we see today, I think is based on this early film in terms of, um, you know, the gore factor, the, um, you know, but just, the buildup, the the inflammatory themes. However, 
I would say that almost the kind of weird part about this was the fact that sometimes the zombies were sentient and sometimes they weren't. Um, and I was like, I don't understand how they keep going back and forth, but like, right. like sometimes know. they can figure it out. Sometimes, sometimes they have mobile dexterity. Sometimes they can't. Um, so Barbara just puts the car in like neutral and takes it down the hill. And apparently you can't steal her car while it's in neutral. So she crashes the car. That character never changes still that she's there's that character today. So Barbara <laughs> runs through the freaking fields trying to avoid this dude that she already tried to outrun in the car, but now she's just playing ring around the house um, with this farmhouse. And she ends up going into the farmhouse and locking herself in. She's hysterical. Johnny's dead because he didn't fell out on a rock and probably got ate by the zombies. Um, <laughs> apparently heads were super fragile then. And today where all it takes is for your head to hit the floor and then all of a sudden you're just unconscious or passed out. So she gets in the house and she kind of like just zones out a little bit is the best way I could say it until um, this it's nighttime. Apparently it's always night when like five minutes Um, it's nighttime and she see the head, she sees headlights um, through the window and this guy gets out of the car and it's Ben and he's like, Hey, he's trying to talk to her. Like she owns this house. Cause he doesn't know. He just got to this farmhouse and he's like, I just picked up this truck. How is anyone in the house? You know what's going on? And she has no answers. Cause she is just catatonic at this point. She's a hot mess. Um, ben gets in and starts handling shit. Board up this, lock that, do this. We're out of gas. We can't go here. We need to turn it off. The only thing he doesn't do is turn out the goddamn lights. Why do we need every light in the house on? The zombies will know we're here. Turn the fucking lights off and everybody shut up. But no, there's a lot of yelling, a lot of banging, a lot of noise. Um, I think Ben turned on more lights. He did. He was like, turn on all the lights so we can see everything. Turn them all on. I'm like, I don't think. Which everybody knows that if you turn lights on in the house, when you're looking outside, you can't really see. Yeah. And if you're the only house for miles around, you are a beacon unto everybody. But okay, whatever. So he starts pulling things apart and he moves. I think it's either a shelf or a door or something. And he finds a hidden door behind it. Behind the hidden door is access to a cellar, root cellar or basement or whatever you call it back in the day. And down in the cellar are four people. And apparently they heard everything that was happening upstairs and they did not come up to help. Not they at all. They do a damn thing. Sorry. Not a goddamn thing. Before that happened, Barbara definitely got smacked in her goddamn face. Um, by ben. <laughs> <laughs> Let me start by that. And that's like the best part. I mean, okay. It, I want to prep. Like, no, like, it, it is the best part because she is losing her shit. We've got to go back for Johnny. We've got to go back. And then she hits him in the face and he was like, bitch, not today. <laughs> and he smacks the shit out of her. And then she just sits the fuck down and she just quiet from that point on. And it's beautiful. So I, I just have to say, I don't want to make it sound like I just condone men running around hitting women um, I don't but, condone anyone hitting anybody, but right. In that but scenario, Barbara kind of needed that smack because she was losing her <laughs> ever. <laughs> but however, Ben beat a bunch of people's ass that entire <laughs> this entire Ben kept beating everybody. Okay, so fun fact about this film: when George A. Romero wrote this um, 
wrote this film and he wrote it with a gentleman named uh, Jack Russo. They did a lot of collaborations together over, over time, but um, the character of Ben, there was no, like they wrote it essentially as a white male. So this is 1968. They wrote that character, but they just, when they met, um, was it Dwayne, Dwayne was Jones? It? Dwayne Jones. They were like, he's Ben. And 1968, y'all, this is like the hotbed of race crisis in America at mm-hmm. that point. And, and they knew, so not only was the film controversial because they hadn't had anything like it to that point in terms of gore, but also you've got this alpha male who's handling business and slapping white chicks <laughs> And 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 he's the smartest dude in the room, right? Like he is the smartest one. Well, he's the most decisive one, and he's the one who has a plan, whether it's right or wrong. He's like he's got a vision. He's got. Um, I feel like Ben was right the whole time, as everybody else. He wasn't. I think everybody should have went down to the basement. I was with them. I was like, y'all need to go down because y'all making a lot of noise. But they, but and Ben didn't turn on all the lights. But I think he was still the smartest because he was how, like, we got to get out of here. If they yeah. come in, we can get out. And the only thing that that was so notable about this, if I haven't mentioned that Ben is black American, is that no one ever references that he's black. Like it doesn't come up in the entire movie. And that is one of, besides the innovative and ingenious way that this movie is played out, it is one of the most notable things to me is that it is never referenced that this black man who's smacking white women and punching down white men is a black man. And right. and you can attribute that to oh we're all in crisis mode, but even in crisis mode back at that time, I would I would have assumed there is a hierarchy in who's in charge and who gets to say what. So when this couple comes out of the the two men come out of the basement first, um Mr. Cooper's the asshole. And he's the one who's got the biggest mouth and has the most opinions. And he's like, if y'all don't come down in the basement, we're going to lock the door. We ain't letting nobody in. And, and he so, was feeling some kind of way about a black man telling him what was up. Like he, he was, was definitely he like. He came out the basement with an attitude and he was like, oh, we didn't know what was going on up here. And he was like, you didn't hear all that banging. He was like, we thought it could be zombies, <laughs> but we heard you guys arguing. And Ben was like, I thought you said it was going to be zombies up here. And I was like, oh, Ben calling people out. <laughs> I was like, damn, Ben. Ben is the best. And he was like, there was one line where Mr. Mr. Cooper was saying something about how he was going to take the food and go down in the basement. And Ben was like, you the boss downstairs. Up here, I'm the boss. Like, you go say, I was like, shit. Ben is like, like damn. Ben is the man. Ben is the man. Like, the entire movie if you're not team ben then you're on the wrong fucking team because ben is notably the hero he's confident he has a plan he is active his mind is working Mm -hmm. and you could see he's not in panic mode he's like i've assessed the situation this is what i think we should do he's in survival mode he's in it so mr cooper goes back in the basement in the basement is his wife helen and their little um daughter i don't remember her name karen i think it is whatever um, so Karen's in the basement, classic Karen. Um, she's, a, she's a kid. <laughs> Sorry, she's a kid. But she's in the basement too, and she's sick. And they don't know why she's sick, but they don't really allude to it. But you're kind of like, mm, that bitch I was, they knew why she was sick. They, were, they knew she was sick. They, they were knew. just fronting. Yep. 
Um, but Judy and Tom, Tom is the other guy who came up with Mr. Cooper and Judy come upstairs and they're like team band. Like this seems he seems like he knows what he's doing. He's not hiding like a rat in the basement. And so they start making his plans and they're like trying to get this house secured and they need the gas key to, cause there's a gas pump on the station. They feel like if they get the pickup truck over to the gas station, then they can get gas in the pickup and get the fuck out of there. And maybe this isn't happening everywhere. Then there's a TV upstairs so they can hear, or there's a radio upstairs. I think is a radio or TV where they can hear what's going on so they can listen and hear what the news is. And they're trying to figure out a plan to get out. So in the midst of boarding everything up, in the midst of zombies coming to the porch, in the midst of Ben burning every light in the house, um, <laughs> they decide, oh, we could just like get some gas. We have a gas key or we could just bust open a lock and we could fill up this truck. Tom, Judy, you guys, well, actually Tom, get in the truck and you take it over with me and Ben. We're going to gas up the truck. And then Judy run her stupid ass. I was like, I wouldn't come too. And she taking forever to get in the truck. So already she a liability. Just Judy's, Judy's dumb. Um, Sorry. I mean, she's gorgeous, but she's stupid. Sorry. She was just like, I want to go with you. It's like, man, you wouldn't have come. Sit your See, raggedy ass down somewhere. That's, that is literally the moment when you're like, nah, absolutely not. I'm not going out there. You, you, you know what? Check it out. I'm going to stay with, Little zombie Sarah, because that's her name, Sarah, actually. Her name is Sarah. I'm going to stay with little zombie ass Sarah. Yep. Yep. Mm -hmm. It's Sarah. And it's like, I'm going to stay with her and take care of her because I'm bigger and probably could jack her up. But I ain't going out there with them zombies. I am not going out there. Am not. So she takes her sweet time getting her raggedy ass in the car. Um, they get over to the gas pump. Everyone, Tom is irrational and just fat and just, oh my God, freaking out. There's zombies out here. And I'm like, I kind of, you kind of knew that when you <laughs> decided to do that. Like that was part of the gig. And Ben is like, no, don't drive the truck. There's gas leaking everywhere. And Tom's like, no, I'm just going to drive off into the sunset. Truck fucking explodes. Everybody in the truck dies, except for Ben, who's outside telling them not to just drive away. Cause so Ben got like, sense. Ben is like, I feel like you guys have never been in crisis before, but as a black man, I'm always in crisis so I can handle this. So (laughs) Ben makes it back to the house. Now he's been like, I don't know what the next plan is. And it ends up where everyone gets picked off one by one. (laughs) We have a question. question. Yes. Why did he hit Harry Cooper? Mr. Harry Cooper. came Why up and he... tried to take the gun that Ben found in the closet. And he was trying to like post up. Like Mr. Cooper came up out the basement trying to start some shit. And Ben punched the shit out of him. No, but like, okay. So after the truck explodes and they get mm-hmm. back into the house and then he proceeds to beat the shit out of him again, I think. It's like the second time he beats him up. And Because he like, wouldn't he, open the door. Oh, he didn't want to open like, the door and let them I'm in. Like, Damn. Ben just run around beating up everybody. I don't know how many times you have to have your ass beat by Ben before you kind of like... <laughs> Get your shit together. Okay, that's enough of that. I feel like that's good. The only one who didn't get beat up by Ben was Tom. Because Tom was like... You seem like you know what you're doing, sir. I might not know, but you seem like you do. Tom and Judy became Kentucky Fried Trucksters. Um, <laughs> so, 
any end towards the end without I mean, if you've not seen this movie, it's ridiculous at this point. It's and it's free to watch on YouTube. So it's like, like we no can probably stream it while we're talking about this movie right now because it's it's free use for everybody because, well, history. But um, in the end, everyone ends up dying. So there's a couple of scenar- scenes in here where they're, cu- they're seeing interviews on the television where people are outside and they're just walking around like it's everyday life. And the zombie epidemic is everywhere, but apparently not where they're having the interviews. So that's probably where everyone needs to go. And they're mm-hmm. out there just casually talking about how you kill the zombies, et cetera, et cetera. And so they have these coalitions going around that are um, killing zombies, shoot them in the head. You know, they're dead, then burn the bodies. That's what you're supposed to do. Mm-hmm. It's morning time. The farmhouse is pseudo infested with zombies not really but they're kind of like in the house for some reason i don't know why that's the house everyone goes to and right because all the lights are on we know why (laughs) y'all turn your lights out when (laughs) zombies are pro i don't i don't know a better way to hide from people than to turn your fucking lights out now here here's the deal if you hear some shit in the night turn the motherfucking lights on so you can see what the fuck is happening if you know what the fuck it is and it can see you in the light, turn the goddamn lights out and hide. You can't hide if you're the last house out there and you're bright lit up. Hold up. Let's take it a step further. If you hear something in the house, maybe then turn the lights on. But if you hear something outside, I'm not turning on the lights unless the light is outside. I'm not turning on the lights in the house. No, that's when I get my taser baton and just look out from the upstairs window into the darkness to see what's moving. Right. Like, like give your eyes a second to adjust. I live out <laughs> in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, me too. Like, there's nothing right. out here and it's pitch black, so. You just sit there and you stare until you start to be like, oh, now my night vision's kicking in. Like, boop, boop. And then you're like, okay, what do I see? I'm sorry, Sharon. What it- does night vision turn on sound like? Boop, boop. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. If you don't have boop boop, let me know. I'll tell you how to get some. Okay, so um, everyone ends up dying, um, and <laughs> <laughs> except for Ben. Ben's still alive at the end. Ben's Ben's good to go. Johnny kills Barbara at the end because he did turn into a zombie. Like everyone got their kind of come up, and whether it was warranted or not, um, Ben's still alive. The coalition's coming to kill out the zombies. The worst part of this movie is the end where he is in the upstairs window and he sees the coalition coming because they're killing out zombies and he is safe and alive. And someone sees his face in the window and they shoot him because they think he is a zombie and now he is dead. (sighs) Yeah, It's, it's the worst part of the movie, like where... The hero yeah. doesn't make it out at the end, and I and and you know there's this new rise of movies where there's an unhappy ending to movies. I and think that's your favorite. It is. It is my favorite. It hurts my heart, but I like the unexpected. But this one hurt my soul because Ben was so the person you were rooting for. He was the hero. He was the person who you would look to for answers of where to go, what to do next, how to stay safe. And had people reacted to him the way that they were supposed to, I think he could have saved more people, but no one listened. No one paid attention. And I get we're all in crisis mode, right? Like everyone's 
panicking and you don't know who to look towards or whether you're the leader or follower. But there was a mm-hmm. lot of poor decisions being made. Like even when Helen came up out the basement and she's just standing up against the boards and letting the zombies take her out the window. I'm like, why are you why are you doing it? I don't understand. Okay, like she was like just sitting there like like they were like making out like oh, 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 oh. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh. I was like, Helen you are so dramatic. This is why. And I, so, okay, so let's go through some of my favorite parts. Okay. Number one, Ben smacked the shit out of Barbara. <laughs> Decided, <laughs> deservedly so. Like, don't put your hands on somebody unless you want to get hit back. I mean, pick right. a target. But That's then he goes through the closet and he notices she doesn't have shoes on. So he's trying to find her shoes for her feet. And I was like, that's so cute. <laughs> like you're yeah. still trying to like make sure she's okay. Like I think that's adorable. <laughs> ben is like the epitome of like I'm gonna slap you out of love. <laughs> yeah, like you need to calm down. Like I've got patience, but I don't have this much patience. Um, oh my god. The other one is when um, Mr. Cooper goes down in the basement, and you could tell that Helen is over his shit. She is so done with him. Right. And they're not right. even like a loving couple. She's just like, what did you do now? Like, oh my God, you're always doing the wrong. Like she does not have his back. Rightly so, because he, he's been wrong. He's super selfish. And right. so that was one of my favorite moments. And it's just a, a few of the like tiny things that I was looking at. And I was kind of like, I don't know if I picked that up the first time I watched this movie. And I've seen this movie a lot, but when I have to pay attention now because I'm like, oh, I got to do the podcast. Let me remember what this movie's about. And I just, I just can't, can't understand how some of the things happened the way they did. They did like Sarah, when she turns into a zombie and she's eating her entire dad's arm. And then she grabs a spade and then pretends to go psycho style. I'm like, what's happening in this movie where you're just standing there screaming instead of running. Like, run! Your legs work! Why are we standing still and being victim? I I couldn't understand. One of the questions I had when Ben is, and this is again why, um, to your point, I love watching these films again because the insight that you get the second and third and fourth and fifth time around where you're really you know, not distracted, you're fully engaged and paying attention, like we used to watch movies. Um, but I really, the, the scene where, where Ben dies at the end, you know, and, I, and as I read sort of some of the reviews, there is a thing where they were like, did he really just get killed because they thought he was a zombie? Or I did not take that route. I think they saw a shadowy oh, figure I, in a window because I didn't want to turn it into a race thing. And the whole movie had not been about race up until that point. So I would not assume that that is what they intended. Well, that's why, again, George A. Romero was so brilliant, right? Because nobody knew mm-hmm. that coming into like this film, like that this film was a blockbuster. Like it, it was... It's still considered one of the best horror movies of all time. It's good as a 96% on Rotten Tomatoes. It's a 7.8 out of 10 on IMDb. And I guess it's not a 10 out of 10 because they couldn't decide if the zombies were sentient or not. So that's kind of a, you know, a little bit of a flaw. 
And, and actually I think it's Roger Ebert, um, is one of the early film reviewers in this. Who kept this calling film. him a Negro? Because that was getting on my nerves. True. Did you see that it, review? Yeah, but at the same time, that's what, I mean, when the United Negro College Fund was founded, it was like during that time. And it was. I mean, but he didn't call Barbara the white girl. I, I'm not defending Mr. Eber. I'm just saying. I know, I know you're not, but I'm just putting it out there. You can't be like, because we call people Negroes back then. I'm like, but why reference it at all? I 100% agree, but I also don't. I mean, yeah. So yes, yes, and yes. Uh, but what I will say, though, is that, uh, y'all... She's looking at her zombie boyfriend for. Why do you like, keep calling this my boyfriend? It's just a zombie mannequin. Maybe her you want to. He can be your boo, Sharon. <laughs> I already have my own zombie boo. Thank you very much. Love you, honey, for listening. Thank you. Um, like and subscribe, John. <laughs> shout out to John. Um. Uh. Anyway, Father John, as the kids like to call him. Uh, anywho, I, I, there is a, a, a conversation that happens on whether or not, because again, when this movie came out, it was 1968. So they were like, was that the issue knowing that there was these race riots and, and George Romero intentionally left it vague. He intentionally left it like as an unknown. Again, he was, it was groundbreaking that he even cast Ben in that role, you know? And, and there's no other black people that there's not even any black zombies. <laughs> no, all the zombies. Everybody else in the movie is just, dis- dis- I say disturbingly, <laughs> distinctly white. Distinctly white. <laughs> um, yeah. And, yeah. and I get it, but I, I didn't, this is probably the only movie where I recognize that Ben is a black American and I take mm-hmm. the entire movie as is not a, a racial commentary on anything you know what i mean like it it, mm-hmm. it is what it is at surface value and you can in tune a lot of things just from watching the movie depending on what your background where you come from mm-hmm. if you have intersectionality mm-hmm. whatever your your background is but if you look at it from the beginning throughout you kind of just see it as trigger happy people thinking right. everything's a zombie yep. and shooting yep. people right Which, right could be a, alluded to what's happening today where, oh, it's trigger happy. Black man looks like a gun. And he's like, he's carrying a Kit Kat. Like, yes, you could, but it's 1968 and they hadn't alluded to his race at any other point in the movie. So I take it as that. Can I also talk about my favorite thing that Barbara did that <laughs> <laughs> I don't think anybody else peeped, which gets on my goddamn nerve whenever there's a horror movie and people are running around like fools is when she was trying to get trucking and that zombie was chasing her, she kicked them fucking heels off and she was like, ooh, ooh. <laughs> and she started running. I was like, yes, you fucking stupid ass shoes off so you can get some traction, girl, go. And I was like, that is so realistic. I'm not going to run around in fucking high heels trying to get away from a zombie just so I still look cute while I'm getting eaten alive. No, I'm taking these shoes off and I'm going to start fucking trucking. I was like, you get it, Barbara. You did it. She girl. went in sport mode. Barbara, Barbara went in sport mode. Sport mode. <laughs> She's like, I was in um, comfort mode. Now I need to go to sport and then sport plus. <laughs> so, some of the notes that I had on this one were 
And this one actually made me laugh that I had to rewind it. And my note says, did brother man slap her, her sir? Wait, did brother man slap her so hard? She had a bruise. I definitely <laughs> rewound that part three times. <laughs> and then when they panned her face again, she had a whole bruise on the side of her head. I was like, oh shit. That part made me just go, what the hell? And I fell out laughing about it because I was like, they just show, like, you know, most movies, they wouldn't show that part. Even today, they wouldn't show that part, right? Like they wouldn't show, unless it was like a notable moment of, I mean, it, it's a testament to how you just slap people in back in the day and it was like no thing. And you might've had a bruise on your face about it, but because it just, you kept- they didn't even show, they didn't show Ben getting hit in the head with the gun. They just showed the right. after effect. And even that was done in kind of like this classy cinematic way where you kind of saw it, but it wasn't as gory as you like heard that you heard the shot and then it's yeah, exactly. But that one, um, mm-hmm. but they did show, um, after Kentucky Fried, um, Tom and and Judy, um, they did show them like one of the one of the. Oh, they had eating. a barbecue. They were having. They were all invited to the cookout. Like like you <laughs> see like one of them like eating an intestine. <laughs> I okay. So I we need to watch some of these movies together because I definitely was sitting there like mm-hmm, that's some good eating, y'all. Just <laughs> it's all fresh and <laughs> freshly cooked. Like, I'd eat that too. That's good. I get it. Uh, the other, my other note that I made in here was these are the most unzombie zombies ever. <laughs> <laughs> but okay, first, well, maybe second or third attempt by Romero to do a zombie movie. And not even the first zombie movie ever. Like, he wasn't the first to do them. But I. If you compare it to zombies of today, yeah, the makeup wasn't that great. They just look like tired people. Some of them, some of them were just like, "I'm still in my suit coat, my pants are tucked in, my shirt right. tucked in, with my belt on." I'm like, I mean, I guess. So yeah, um, yeah. So that uh, those were some of the funny moments. But if you have a chance, I really do encourage you to read, um, you know, read on why this was such a controversial film, right? And and just the aftermath of, of, you know, what people saw. I mean, it was like people were walking out of theaters. They were so offended. Well, they marketed it to kids and there were kids mm-hmm. in the theater. And, and I think, um, I, I don't remember where I read it, but they were saying like the kids were getting sick and having nightmares and running out of the theater because they didn't expect it, which is you want to be outraged like back in the sixties. But as a director, you'd be like, shit, that's awesome. That's oh, awesome. totally. And they made this movie off of $60,000, I think, in Pennsylvania. Like, in the middle of nowhere yeah. with, like, barely any budget that they kind of scrimped together. So that's right. probably why the zombies look like they just came, like, from work and was just like, oh, I guess I'll be in a zombie movie today. Can so, I be a zombie? <laughs> yeah. He's like, anybody can do it. <laughs> so, so I get why some of the things didn't look, you know, as polished and fresh, but for the time and the impact that it had on the audience that was looking at it, it's pretty monumental. And for the right. characters to be who they are and the dynamics between all of them, it sets the tone for every zombie movie that ever came. They've even remade this movie like how many times? Like so many right. times, right? And this is still kind of the standard for how it started and everything's just a spinoff from that. So I think that's pretty spectacular. Um, And... 
fun fact, most of the night of or, you know, day of and all these. Or Donna, of these, depending on or Donna, the day. They're yes. all George A. Romero. They're all, most of them are George A. Romero, which is pretty brilliant, right? I mean, they weren't, I mean, even this movie by by standards, it's considered one of the best horror movies of all time. But it's not like it was done so well that you're just like blown away from that perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you continue to watch the rest of the Dawn of Day of and things like that, it you know it sort of it begins to devolve a little bit. But it's still um, you know there the, it was so groundbreaking, right, to be able to have uh, you know a movie that that you know and it was gory i mean you know like it was it was probably one that i mean i can't think of anything that was gorier that came out not in that not in that era or mm-hmm. in, in many years since but it did set a standard for like what was appropriate and i i guess if you got a lot of like negative backlash from it you'd be kind of gun shy to like put out some kind of gory ass movie but it is a game changer and you need game changers in order to change the genres up like when the era of the Fast Zombie came out, the fast running zombie. That is my favorite thing ever. Like it's a real challenge now. <laughs> now it's like, oh shit, I haven't been running for years. And now I this mean, zombie who has all the stamina in the world is running at me. Oh God. I might just die. I absolutely hate fast running zombies. I love I know. And we were all in agreement until that. Like, I cannot. <laughs> that scares the crap out of me. Like That is why real? I love it. Because, okay, you oh. think of all the zombies you're seeing where they're slow and lumbering. And you're like, how the hell do you get caught by zombie? And they're like, well, you need a lot of them together. And I'm like, well, you need a lot of anything together. But if you could dodge and push them over, you're kind of cool. They're not extra strong. And then I think I was watching, it was, I can't remember if it was Dawn of the Dead first or 28 days later and the zombies were fast. And I was like, oh my God, this is the best thing ever. Cause now you have to be smarter than these zombies, which is not that hard, but they're also pretty fast. So I don't like the Brad Pitt zombie movie. Um, where they're climbing on each other. That, dude, that right there did me dirty. I was yeah. like, oh my God. I was like, I remember sitting there watching the movie. I was like, oh no, oh no. Oh so no. It's, it's funny because if you read that book, the book is a lot more horrific than the movie because the book is a take on, I think, oh, it's been so long. I think it's not just one story. It's a bunch of short stories of how this all tied together and how it's affecting a bunch of different people. There's this zombie movie where um, these two people are trapped inside their apartment. And I think it's an Asian movie. It started an Asian movie, but there's an American version of it. And they think they're the only ones in the apartment building. And they look across each other and they can see each other, but the zombies are all downstairs. That is kind of like a spinoff of one of the world war z books mm-hmm. where this guy is trapped in his apartment and he's just zoned out because he's busy playing video games and then finally the internet goes off and he has to pay attention to what's happening around him but he hadn't been paying attention for like weeks or so damn so, 
It was real weird. And then the Brad Pitt one is part of that story too. And the origin story of how those zombies came to be is part of that story. So it's a really good book to read if you want a real scary experience. Like when the movie first came out, it was scary. The book is a lot more scary to me, in my mind. Mm. Put that on your book list, Sharon and team. It's not a series either. It's just one novel. So you can read the whole thing and just be like, knock that out. Okay. Well, I don't know. It's <laughs> I love I love scary horror. Um, I love even more scary books um that like really like delve into like the concept of like like that really because now you're putting your version of scary on it and that is what just you can imagine it better and and oh you imagine it way better and even when you if you have seen the movie if you've seen world war z you could read the book and totally be like i can reimagine this entire thing and it's a wow it's a lot worse but at least you could close the book and take a break That's how I was with The Shining. I was so scared when I read The Shining when I was a little girl that I had to, um, it, I remember being late at, it was late at night and I was watching it with, or reading the book and I was like 12 maybe. <laughs> and I was so scared that I remember, I remember that I like, I was like reading it and then I was like, oh, 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 oh. and then like, I like like stopped and I just sat there and I was like, no, 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 no. And then I was like, I mean, I was so little, right. And it was like late at night. It was like one o'clock in the morning and you know, I should have been asleep and right. I'm like, oh my gosh. And I'm just, oh man. And I was just, I like put it down and then I was like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to go in and do it again. I'm going to go read it again. And then I started again. And then those are the best books. Those are the, the best, the ones where you're terrified, but you have to finish it because you need to know how it ends and then get to the end. You have to get through the terif- the terrifying parts. And I feel like that's how that book is. Night of the Living Dead. I th- is this a book? I don't think this is a book. If it was a book, it came after George Romero's. Um, um, no, it was. It's just a screenplay. Yeah, yeah. it's just a screenplay. Um, but this is one of the films that I think is a catalyst for all those great zombie films that you see today. Like you couldn't have any of that or imagine any of that. And here's my last take on this: If I see one more damn zombie movie, when y'all motherfuckers don't know what a fucking zombie is, I'm gonna lose my shit. You know what a goddamn zombie is? Every time, every time you see someone eating something, you're like, "Oh, what's wrong?" He must be sick. There's something going on over there. I don't understand why that man's eating him. I would be like, zombie. It's a fucking zombie until you prove differently. If you go into another movie and there's a bunch of zombies and you're like, I think they're just going crazy. People are just eating each other. I don't know what this is. And nobody says the word zombie. I'm going to throw that movie right out the window. You know, that's actually facts though, because, and, and I mean, not to be, but where I live in the area that I live in, I see zombies walking around all the time. And they look straight up crazy. And I'm there have been moments where I'm like, Sharon, that's meth. <laughs> or fentanyl or, or fentanyl. God knows what. I mean, it is like, it is so crazy out here. But I'm I'm looking and if you have any addiction issues, I so I hope you get the help that you need. There is a better day coming. But I'm just saying, sometimes you see things here that are really crazy and Dave, these are 
like living zombies right now. And I mean, this stuff has hit people so hard and I've had those moments. So I just kind of feel like if I see you walking around looking like that on drugs, and then I see you turn around and like pick up a leg to start eating, I'm out. I'm good. We don't have to investigate. We don't need to talk what about are, it. What are we talking about? Let's just move <laughs> away. I'm not trying to make sure anybody okay. You, Your leg's already gone. I can't help with that. I'm not a doctor. I'll call somebody for you from a distance. Goodbye. And not to be, but the, but the germaphobe in me is like, mm, that looks like you might have germs. I'm out. <laughs> I can have anything on it. I'm not trying to get herpes from your legs. <laughs> All right. Well, that that is Night of the Living Dead. Is that Wait, how we got to end it on herpes? That's it. On herpes. <laughs> We're ending on herpes. Uh, but to, just to say, though, um, that could be a fun one where we do a watch party. I would love to do a watch party, but you already know what movie I want to do. And I'm not going to say it here because I still am holding out hope that we can get that movie so that we could do a live stream watch party. I, I do agree. But um, just, you know, as a little teaser, uh, we are looking into doing watch parties. Um, I know we've talked about it, um, but now we have selected some films that we'd like to do and um, they'll be big fun. So just uh, stay tuned for that as we work out the details on how to create um, watch parties and not get um, sued or a hand slapped. For all the money we don't have, please we don't do not sue have. us. <laughs> We're doing this for free. We don't have any money. God. <laughs> Help us. Help ourselves. <laughs> or maybe we should get Patreon and then we'll have some money and then they can sue it and we can just do it. In, I don't know. No. Okay. Um, but yeah, that's a wrap. That is, that's a wrap on, uh, Am I the Living Dead? Yes. Yeah, so we have another episode for our Black History Month coming up for you. So just stick around for more of Nah, Absolutely Not. And subscribe so that you'll be the first ones to know when that one drops for you. Bye, guys. Um, oh. Like and subscribe. Like. I don't think you subscribe. can. I'm not going to say like and subscribe. I'm saying like and subscribe. Like and subscribe. Okay. Okay. Goodbye. Bye. <laughs> Bye.